Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It has been quite a while since we have had a new episode, but we are back with the Metamorphosis podcast. Um, My name is Jen, and we've got Val, and we've got some big news. Val, during quarantine, we've been kind of quiet during all of this because we've been working really hard, but Val has been writing a book. And I've been working on a website and some new services for people. Um, and today we just want to talk about what Val's book is about and where she is in it. And we think that some of the things that are in there are going to be really helpful for you. She's still in the process, just finished editing. It goes to formatting really soon. And it'll be published in the next couple of weeks on Amazon. And she also did a guided study with a group during quarantine to really dig into how people experienced this topic and how they reacted to some tools that we use to work through and process emotional baggage um, that we've realized block our view of a healthy, healthy view of ourselves and a healthy view of God and how that all works together. Um, And we've got some really cool words to share from what they got from it, but let's get into talking to Val about what this book is all about. So you can hear what goodness we have been working on. as the world has been kind of going crazy around us. So first of all, Val, what have you been up to? Well, other than chasing kids around and trying to write a book, and luckily I've been home a lot, so I've had a lot of time to um, um, work, even though I'm, you know, dealing with children. But but it's been good. I mean, it really has been good. Was it been three months, four months? I have no sense of time anymore. I don't either. Like, I have no, I don't know what days it is anymore. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> that was a um, pre twenty twenty thing, like knowing what days and times were. Um, so twenty nineteen. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, since March, right? Since the end of March, mid March, we've been home, and it's been like honestly pretty interesting. It has peaceful and weird and um, confusing, and <laughs> but we've accomplished a lot, right? Like people need to see your website. It's so beautiful. Um, oh, it's just, it's like, you definitely need to go check it out. It's so pretty. Um, rooted in love.co. And, um, then I was, I've had this, you know, idea brewing in my head for well since last May, um, of a book on the topic of, um, you know, it's called design for joy. And it's, it's really on the topic of, you know, releasing anxiety and, um, defeat a life of, feeling anxiety and defeat and moving into courage and joy um, so that you can experience life just on a much um, more enjoyable level. Well, this was a topic that you were into and we, we talk about it all the time on the podcast, but this idea was in your head long before, you know, quarantine. And I feel like people's um, struggles have kind of come full like front, you know, so like we can't ignore Mm -hmm. them. They've been like right in our faces and, so it's interesting that this is not a new topic. You've been working on this for a while. It's been. I mean, yeah. I mean, really and truly since last May, I've been trying to turn this into a book. <laughs> and it took really like when COVID hit, I, I, I mean, the levels of anxiety and fear and struggle that people were having pre-COVID were scary high. Mm-hmm. And then I just saw people like lose their minds. And I mean, like, I get it. Like, it's a scary time. And so at that point, I was like, okay, I've got to hit this into you know, very, very, you know, high gear and, and get this done. So I started a study with, um, some women to kind of walk them through the chapters of the book. Um, and, and it was just, it was so cool. And so we did that. And then as we would, you know, meet each week and I would, 
on Zoom, of course, um, and I would go through each chapter, then I would turn that chapter from a study into a book. And so that's kind of what the book has morphed into is taking the, that study and, and, you know, we, we it talked into- about it in one of our last few podcasts with Elisa, Elisa walked mm-hmm. you through a little, um, visualization to help you figure out the next steps for writing this book. So yeah, we've been talking about this since yeah. we're still putting out episodes every week. <laughs> it's been a while. Back in those days. <laughs> yeah, back in those days. So, um, okay. So what, like, what was it that, you know, we knew we had frustrations that we've been working through and that's what our whole podcast has been about, but what was it about this topic in people that you saw in their lives that really like, let you know, like this, this is something worth really talking about and putting it in a form that people can, you know, not just listen to 15 minutes here and there, but really dig into and, and sit with for a bit. Well, I mean, in working in the hair industry for 17 years, I certainly, <laughs> I heard people struggles, you know, and then, um, my goodness, and helping people with essential oils and their emotional issues. Once again, I've sat across my table from people who, you know, of all ages who just were really struggling with their emotional issues. And I've been there, right? So like all, this whole book is like my journey on a plate. And, um, and so after seeing so many people living in anxiety, um, most of these people believers and they, you know, were still riddled with anxiety. Um, I, I just realized that people needed the tools that I had picked up over the last few years to move forward um, and out of anxiety into joy. And, you know, there's just so many promises in the Bible that um, we don't see the proof of them being true. Like we may know the promises, but we don't see them in our own life. And so um, what I wanted to create in this book was just helping people see you know, we're painfully aware of, of this gap of how we could feel about life, um, or even miracles that can happen or, you know, the things that we believe are true. And yet we get stuck feeling the same cycle of negative feelings about ourselves and how life is all the time. And it's only in realizing the gap between like how we feel and what truth is that we can actually dig in and start unpacking that and processing it so that we can move forward. You know, we've said before how much we love like the fantasy genre, like reading it with our kids, like mm-hmm. novels that we get to read with our kids. Um, fantasy being like, like Chronicles of the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't want people to think. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be specific about which fantasy. <laughs> We're not that crazy. <laughs> no. We, okay. Let me, let me back up. We love reading books that make the world seem more magical. Than yes. <laughs> and we love it because we, we do want to believe there's better. We do want to believe there's more. And, you know, for believers in the church culture, and if you study the Bible, it's all about miraculous stories. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it always sounds more magical when you're reading the the beginning and the quick middle and the end of someone else's life. And you weren't actually in it walking through it daily. Yeah. <laughs> but that's been kind of our quest is like, how do you bring that, that magical essence to your daily life? And how do you not get really apathetic about living in the gap of it? Well, and why is it that like, you know, God promises us, um, you know, peace that surpasses understanding in all situations. And yet, so many believers are living, you know, stuck in this super anxious state. Everything is just stressing them and making them anxious. Like 
where's the gap? Like if that's the promise and that's what God says is possible, then why are so many people not feeling that or living that and experiencing that truth? Yeah. What's the magic sauce for unlocking that? Right. Exactly. And that is literally what the entire book is about. Yeah. Okay. So we have unpacked a lot of emotional things in this podcast and um, we even, we have a journal on it and, you know, it still wasn't always translating for some people. Like they would contact us and say, you know, that this was helpful, that was helpful, or I'd really like to know more about this, but I'm just still struggling with this. So what is it that you think is missing? We're talking about that gap. What is it that's missing for people when, you know, you're living day to day with frustration or anxiety or whatever, um, but you have this higher expectation and hope for your life and you're just trying not to get like mangled in the process of believing it. Mm -hmm. What do you think is missing for people? Well, I think there's a few pieces that are missing. Um, I think, you know, the first part is knowing without a shadow of a doubt that God is good and you can trust him. So, um, you know, knowing the goodness of God and believing it for yourself. Um, there was a study done years ago at the, Goodness the same as holiness. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like he's for you a hundred percent. And and most people don't believe that he's a friend and a companion and he's for you. Um, the study out of Baylor University a few years ago said that t- only 22% of people see God as good and as a companion. Like most people see him as either authoritative, um, always looking for something, you know, that's wrong with you to point out, you know, what you're doing wrong. Um Huh? Distant and not distant. Not yes. Mm-hmm. So all like, you know, the rest of the people, I can't do math. Um, <laughs> I think it's like 78% of people, <laughs> um, find that their relationship with God makes them anxious. And so, you know, if, if that's true, then how are you going to give him your struggles in your life? Um, how are you going to trust him with him? If you find him to be distant or mean or he's going to zap you. Like that's a really huge piece, um, that's missing. And so that's the first part we really have to look at is, you know, examine what we think about God. Um, you know, we can know a lot of scripture about him, but what do you truly think about him in your heart? Um, okay. And then even if you do believe that God is good, because I a hundred percent believe that God was good. That was a lot of frustration. I know we'd have talked. She's like, I know, I know, know. it shouldn't be this hard. (laughs) Right. It's like, why it shouldn't be that hard. And so like, why is it so hard? Like, why do, what are we, you know, moving through? Why don't I have confidence in myself? If, you know, if I know God's good, then why don't I have confidence in myself? Mm -hmm. Um, so the other part that I, that I think is missing for most people is knowing who God says you are as an individual, Um, as well as as the general promises in the Bible. So God is incredibly specific in the Bible about the inheritance that comes from believing in him. So the problem is we're either not ever taught it, which I think is a very common problem. We're not taught what God says about us and the beauty that's in it. Um, Or another massive problem is that we have so much emotional baggage that even if we know what God says about us, that information never reaches our heart so that we actually believe it and walk in who he says we are. So, you know, we, we may know it, but if we don't believe it, we just still feel alone, anxious, worried, frustrated, um, and even sometimes apathetic, right? So we can miss it even if we are being a good Christian who goes to church and (laughs) reads their Bible, like it's still a matter of missing it. In fact, one of the women who did the study 
said that, you know, she had done Bible studies for years and she was like, it's one thing to know it, but it's another thing to like actually understand how to like, mm-hmm. um, how to, uh, what am I trying to say? How to, how to practically apply yeah. the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're doing in this, in this book is learning how to like understand the gap between how you feel and what truth is, and then practically apply what God says so that you actually believe it in your head and your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really knowing your worth aside from anything you can do or earn. Um, And it's not just an abstract general worth. It's very personal to your own specific purpose. And, you know, you can just sit down and have a conversation with God and hear him on your circumstances and on your life. Um, but instead, most of the time we go our whole life striving and searching for it through situations and other people and success. Yeah. Looking for happiness in circumstances is the, I think the biggest trap. Right. For most right. people. But you know what, again, we, we talked about knowing a hundred percent that God is good and for us. And like, we can have that concreted belief in our head, like, yes, check mark. I believe that. But we've both worked with people and um, like I work with a ministry in my church and it's still incredibly intimidating when someone comes to us and sits down and we're like going to, you know, walk them through the process of, of hearing God. It seems intimidating yeah. <laughs> to most people to think that you can just have a conversation with God, but it's really natural. So how do you walk people through that in the book to make that Well, you know, just to, just to talk about the prayer journal for a second, like we made the prayer journal for that exact process. Right. Um, but we found that people were still stuck in that gap. Like they didn't even have the awareness to know what to talk about, to talk to God about, because, you know, we're taught to, you know, push down our feelings, but we're not necessarily taught how to examine them, how to, you know, really look at what we're thinking and then, and then take it to God. Um, so just get like what? get rid of the bad feelings is what everybody wants to do, but we're actually supposed to use it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so people didn't have that awareness to know what to talk to God about. So a lot of our friends who love and use essential oils, um, love the oil application part of it that we used. Um, you know, we put oils on specific parts of our you know body for better clarity and emotional awareness. Um, But the book really breaks down the other part of having a conversation with God that was really missing for some people. So um, the way that we do this is in chapter one, I give you a way to describe how you feel. So um, this is like the totally honest human side of you. This is being completely and truly honest about how you feel about your life and your circumstances. It's all about this about this. Act. There's nothing super spiritual about this part of the activity. You don't have to like no. <laughs> the magic door for God to. Right. This is you just using your imagination to look at what's going on in your life and, and, and really just put it in, you know, bring it into your awareness so that you can, you can, you know, know where to go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the problem is, we aren't great at seeing our own issues clearly. Um, it's really easy to justify how we feel or think that, you know, once my circumstances will feel better, will get better and, you know, that I'll deem them, you know, good, then I'll find joy. Um, and so not when we're not willing to admit that we feel dissatisfied with life because maybe we don't want to seem ungrateful is not healthy. Like we need to, you know, really like work it out when we 
feel dissatisfied. We need to tackle those emotions so that we can process them well. So chapter one just takes you through the feelings and brings you, you know, it helps bring about the awareness that you actually, how you actually view your life and your worth. And so how does that work? How does, how, what is it that people are looking for, listening for? How does it come to them? So I'll walk you through a process. It's an exercise and we find your word picture. So this walks you through being able to take your imagination to describe accurately what it is you're feeling with an illustration. And because feelings aren't facts, um, but they need to be heard and looked at. And so what we're trying to find out is how you feel. Um, Usually we go straight to, you know, dismissing our feelings, but we're really going to analyze them and pull them apart in this, in this word picture um, part of the process. And what were some of the examples of people that, what, what, what were some of the things people saw when you asked them in the study? Oh my goodness. Okay. So uh, one of the women who did the study, she's a really powerful woman, has a, you know, a very demanding job and, and just, you know, she's that person who's on top of everything. Right. Um, And she was feeling very overwhelmed in general. And so as she, as I walked everybody through the getting their word picture, what she came back with was that one man band, you know, the picture of like the one guy that's carrying like the drum and the, yeah, I mean, all the instruments all by themselves. And what was so interesting about it is like, I know her, so I could have told her that that was her word picture (laughs) because she is, I mean, she's just a powerful person. She's always doing all the things. Um, And so it was just really neat to see her be like, oh my goodness, that's how I feel. Like, it makes sense. Like, I I feel this responsibility to carry everyone and everything. And, you know, my my response to her was just, maybe it's time to ask God what's yours to carry and what's not yours to carry. You know, maybe you're picking up some things that aren't yours to carry. Like, and and I can say that from such experience because that has often been, you know, what what I tend to do. Um so that was really cool. And it's also really neat as, as we went through this, I had 13 women in the study and like most people are really shocked to realize how they actually feel. Like when they put a picture or words to how they actually feel, mm-hmm. they're shocked at the gap between what God's right. like, they know it's not, they know it's not accurate, but right. But they 100% can't right. That, that is how they feel on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Yeah. Another, um, another one of the girls who did the study, she's so sweet and she's a young mama and she's got, you know, two kids. And she, when she did her word picture, she just saw like a white room and, um, she realized that she felt lonely and disconnected. And, you know, I think so many women, especially young moms, especially during quarantine, just felt so lonely, you know, and disconnected from life. And, um, so she felt, you know, disconnected from life and from God. And so I think it was really cool for her to see that like, oh my gosh, like, you know, God says he's there with me and yet I don't feel it. Why is that? You know, so it's becoming aware of those gaps that help you really see how you feel versus what you think you feel. Yeah. And what was your word picture back in the day when you got started with this process? <laughs> um, yeah. So when, um, when I was walking through all of this a couple years ago, I was in that like dreamy waking up state and early in the morning and I saw um, it was a rat being held upside down by the tail. And, um, it, you know, it just at the time I was dealing with lots of things in my life that just felt out of control. And I felt like I was trying to 
flip and flail and try all these things to fix my problems. And, um, I was also having a ton of lower back pain at the time. And so what my brain was trying to tell me in that word picture was that I literally felt like the rat being held by the tail and I was flailing and trying to find answers and solutions and nothing was working. And in the meantime, my back was killing me, which obviously if you're a rat, you know, flailing all over you, it's going to hurt. Um, but what it helped me to see was that I felt unsupported and I felt like, you know, trapped and stuck and all of these things, um, that just, you know, doesn't measure up with what God says my life experience can be. And so I realized that, you know, that I had some gaps in the way I thought and what truth was. And so understanding those gaps helped me so much to be able to process, um, my emotions and, and move into who God says I am. Yeah. Just that revelation is all, it's, it's like opens up a reality. You weren't even aware that was there. Right. So it really pushes you to keep digging like, okay, well, if, if I didn't know this was there, what else is there that I didn't know? And now that I know it, I can do something about it. Like that's the awareness is the biggest part of it. You know, just knowing. Yeah. And most of the time we walk around like, you know, robots because nobody ever trained us or taught us how to actually like analyze our feelings and measure them against truth and, and take responsibility for what we believe that isn't true and start working towards cleaning up the mess. I mean, and that's really what this is about. And this is just the first piece because the next piece is, um, like we already mentioned earlier, it's like not using our analytical brain to have to fix and figure it out and be the one man band that has all the answers and solutions and the, or the rat Mm -hmm. held by the tail, trying all the things, um, or being alone in the room. It's, it's not even opening up a Bible necessarily and analyzing black and white scripture and trying to find literal answers for very specific situations. Like Mm -hmm. there, you know, there's guidance and there's wisdom, but sometimes we just need God to speak to our specific situation and say, this is what I see right now in you, in your situation. And that sometimes that's the only thing that will bring us peace. And so this is really just the first little piece to be able to open up that door for him to even do that for us. Yeah. And I, I really and truly believe that it's in those words that he speaks to us that all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, like, like, (laughs) he'll talk to me about all of my situations and, and help me process them. And like, it's just such a cool experience. Like it awakens this piece of you that you didn't even know was a thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, God's so much better than I thought he was. And I'm so much better than I thought I was. (laughs) And if all of that's true, then I actually can move towards miracles and victory and breakthrough. Like I'm not stuck because I own like, you know, who I am. Yeah. And it's not a big, scary, booming Charlton Heston voice. (laughs) No, usually it's barely there. You can barely hear. (laughs) That's why we miss it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You have to be intentional or you miss it. Yes. So this is just the beginning. This is just the first piece. This is the first, um, really the first chapter of Val's book. And the whole book has got tools and a process that can be used over and over and over once you do it in any part of your life that you feel stuck and it's, it's so helpful to have a guide, like an actual person, like Val walked a group of people through this because it wasn't in written form yet. Well, and, and I mean, honestly, when we went through this process, you know, a couple of years ago, like we, we literally talked about every aspect of this. 
I mean, the amount of hours we've logged on Voxer trying to, you know, process all this stuff. But I mean, I don't know that I ever would have done it by myself. Like it's so helpful to have a friend or a guide do this Half with the time, I don't even know what I'm thinking until I say it out loud to another person. I'm like, oh, exactly. look what's in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's helpful to have a person. You definitely, if you've got a friend or a group, definitely do that. It, it doesn't have to be an actual person. That's what the book is going to be helpful. It's going to like hold you accountable to stop and really think and write down some things to get it out on paper. Because when it stares back at you off of paper, it's, it's also very eye opening. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're good mirrors for each other. We're good thing. We're good to bounce each other, things off of each other. And, you know, I can say something I'm thinking and rattling around in my head and Val's like, that's not what I see. Like you don't, like you don't present or portray that at all. I'm like, really? That's, that's how I feel. Um, so it's really, really good to have a person, uh, to do this. We've done it back and forth with each other. Um, so when the book is ready, it's going to be on Kindle on Amazon and um, it's going to be available in print on Amazon. It would be an amazing group study. If you are in a church group or you've formed a, a group on zoom during this time to stay connected with people, this is going to be something that's so fun to walk through other with, with other people. I think it is. It's, I mean, it's kind of vulnerable things to talk about, but it's nothing we aren't all feeling. So yeah, it was the step, the group study was really fun. So I highly recommend doing it that way. So over the next couple of weeks, we are going to continue talking about this. We're going to take you a little bit deeper in the book and give you a few more of the tools and, um, hopefully, I think by the third episode, this is number one, and we get to the third episode, the book should be ready. It should be yeah. available for purchase, and that is super exciting. It's it's fun to see. I know, right? <laughs> like things that we talk about and habits and hobbies and all of the stuff, you know, turn into a tangible thing that other people can get now and and use. Um, so I'm excited. Me too. Ready to birth this baby. I know you are. As always, if you want to keep up with us and tools that we share, you can find us on social media. Val is Val Petty or the Essential Joyologist on Instagram and Facebook. And she has a website coming soon. So I'm not going to give you the, not going to give you the, not yet. Still a mess. (laughs) And then um, I'm on Instagram as rootedinlove.co. And I did change the name of my Facebook group, trying to get more, um, <laughs> streamlined, <laughs> yeah, more streamlined, consistent rooted in love collective is the name of the Facebook group, <clears throat> or you can find me on my website at rootedinlove.co. Just recently launched that redid the whole thing. So you can check that out. There's a, yes, y'all have got to check it out. It is beautiful. And she's got such amazing services that you need to take advantage of. Thanks. I'm excited about it. There'll be a blog every week. So look for us next week. New episode on hearing from God. 